This episode of HR Rescue is sponsored by MBI Worldwide. MBI Worldwide provides compliant employment screening and safe hiring management solutions. Excellent customer service, integrity, accuracy, integration with existing HR software platforms, secure online account access, and a wide range of products and competitive pricing define why MBI Worldwide believes that good screening is smart business. Each day we get hundreds of questions from our clients and other small and mid-sized business owners about some of the most common HR issues. We figured if they have those questions, you might too. Let's provide a lifeline and share our answers to some of the most common scenarios. This is HR Rescue with your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! The Employment at Will Doctrine, accepted by nearly all 50 states, provides that either party may terminate the employment relationship at any time for any reason. Despite the flexibility afforded by the Employment at Will agencies, judges and juries in federal and state courts all expect employers to behave rationally and with a good explanation for their actions. Also, you should note that the Employment at Will doctrine generally does not apply in the unionized workplace, where just cause for discipline and discharge is typically incorporated into a collective bargaining agreement. So what are the steps for terminating an at-will employee for misconduct? Step one, prepare for the first instance of misconduct. Employers must plan for the possibility that, at least occasionally, employees will engage in behavior that warrants disciplinary action up to and including termination. It is essential that employees know and understand the rules. Thus, employers should make a written disciplinary action policy available to their employees, and they should set forth the expectations for workplace behavior. An employer should attempt to have employees sign and acknowledge the terms of the disciplinary action policy, if possible. Step two. Investigate accusations of employee misconduct. When an employer learns that an employee may have engaged in a work rule violation, the employer should promptly gather facts about what happened. This can be as simple as asking a few questions, or it may be more complicated and require more substantial investigation. It is essential that the investigation into the alleged work rule violation be fair and unbiased. So for example, the supervisor accusing the employee of the violation should not also be the individual who investigates the incident and questions the potential witnesses. At the very least, the investigation should include an interview with the employee who is alleged to have violated the disciplinary action policy and any witnesses to the alleged violation. Based on the results of the investigation, the employer should decide whether the employee should be disciplined in accordance with the disciplinary action policy. The employer should strive to consider objective facts as opposed to opinions or subjective personality differences. Step three, ensure that planned discipline will not be discriminatory. The employer should ensure that any discipline, including termination, is administered in a non-discriminatory manner. You should determine whether other employees have been disciplined for engaging in similar behavior. Typically, the discipline should be the same for all employees who engage in similar misconduct in similar circumstances. Step four, discipline an employee for severe or repeated misconduct. Once the investigation has been conducted, a violation established, and appropriate non-discriminatory discipline determined, the discipline should be promptly administered. In fact, the closer in time the discipline occurs to the incident of misconduct, the better an employer's defense if the employee starts a legal dispute. In other words, Disciplining someone for an infraction that occurred a month ago is problematic. 
If a violation is found and supported by objective evidence, best practice is to discipline at-will employees gradually with increasing discipline for increasing or repeated violations of workplace rules. For example, verbal warnings followed by written warnings. The employer should also document the employee's personnel file, including details regarding the accusation, the information obtained during the investigation, and the discipline the employer or HR professional ultimately decided to issue. If a violation is not found or is unsupported by objective evidence, the employer should speak with the employee and ensure he or she is aware of the workplace rules. In some cases, a re-acknowledgement of the disciplinary action policy or the employee handbook might be worthwhile, particularly where the employee claims that he or she was unaware that the behavior in the question is considered a workplace violation. Step five, terminate an at-will employee for misconduct. When the progressive disciplinary system has failed, when the employee simply has not responded to repeated warnings or increasing severity of discipline, an employer may decide that terminating the employee is in the best course of action. You should always strive to notify employees of termination in person. When communicating a decision to terminate an employee in person, there should always be two members of management present. Typically, one management employee will explain that the decision has been made to terminate the employee with a brief statement of the reason for that decision. It is important not to explain the decision in too much detail here. Any statements by management personnel regarding the rationale for termination will likely resurface if the employee brings a legal claim. The other management employee should simply observe the exchange. It is crucial that the observer be impartial, unbiased, and if possible, removed from the employee being terminated by several degrees of hierarchy. The observer may be called to testify as a witness in future legal dispute, and in that case, the observer's credibility will be significant in defending the claim. The employee should be afforded the opportunity to express his or her feelings within the boundaries of common decency. Management employees, on the other hand, should resist getting into a debate over the decision, particularly where they are confident in the decision to terminate. If new or additional information is provided by the employee during this meeting that raises questions about the termination decision, the employer can put the decision on hold while the new information is being investigated. In that case, a temporary suspension of the employee may be prudent provided that no promises of continued employment are made to the employee in question, either verbally or in writing. If the employee has been suspended pending investigation, it may be appropriate to communicate the termination decision by letter. In that case, the employer should send the letter by certified mail, return receipt requested, to ensure that the employee has received notification on a timely basis. Involve HR. If an employee is in a protected class, has a known medical condition or disability, has taken job protective medical leave, or if there's a suspicion of any other legal issue such as harassment or retaliation, be sure to consult with HR or an employment attorney before terminating. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the HR Rescue Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review. The HR Rescue Podcast is made possible by HR Shield, the firm consulting group of Tampa, and your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! This podcast was recorded in Tampa, Florida and Greenville, South Carolina, and was produced by Lonnie West at LRW Media Studios. Find us in your favorite podcast app or online at hr-rescue.com. <laughs>